I got a note from one of our regular contributors that said, you guys got to talk about this article. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, okay, you've never done this before. <laughs> so I will read the article because there's one social media platform that not only have exterior studies raised concerns, but now we're finding that internal, not only documents, but yep. extensive studies and surveys reveal that it's an exceptionally dangerous thing for teen girls to be a part of this social media platform. This reaction was unprompted and consistent across all groups. As in, they didn't even ask them that, and teens report that it causes anxiety and depression. You know what we're about to do? We're about to get real. I wonder if that's actually true. We're about to have conversations that Christians have behind closed doors. The scary ones, the ones that make you feel uncomfortable, that's where we're going. Why? Because we're family. Ustedes son mi familia. This is the Brian and Janelle podcast. She's Janelle. It brings back memories of the tobacco industry and the damage that was done. I'm Brian. So what do we as followers of Christ do with this information? Because it's explosive, I think. Explosive. And if you don't want to miss anything, just hit that subscribe button. This is the Brian and Janelle Podcast. We've got to talk about this article. A regular contributor to the show, who shall remain nameless, sent us an article and said, you really got to talk about this. You've got to talk about this. It's a big deal. And I normally, when someone says it, I'm like, okay, here we go. You know. Everything's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Everything you send yeah. is it's a big like, deal. It's almost like everything's breaking news. Man, you ain't going to believe this. Talk about this. Usually, I got to be honest, I'm cynical, so I'm disappointed. Yeah. In this case, I was not. <laughs> and this, this individual is one where I go, wow, okay, let me take a look at this. So there's so much to say on this, but let's just start here. Yeah. In public, Facebook has consistently played down Instagram's negative effects on teens. Mm and hasn't made its research public or available to academics or lawmakers who've asked for it. Mark Zuckerberg said at a congressional hearing in March of this year, quote, the research that we've seen is that using social media apps to connect with other people can have positive mental health benefits. That's what he said. Can. Congress asked. Well, it can have positive benefits. In May, Instagram's head in the company, because remember, Instagram's owned by Facebook. Yeah. Since 2012, yeah. So a guy named Adam Mosseri is the head of that one. Mm-hmm. He's, he told reporters that research he had and that he's looked at carefully suggests, suggests the, the app's, app's effects, effects on teens' teens well-being, well-being is, is likely, likely quite small. small. <laughs> like, that, it's really not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about that. Wow. <laughs> so with that in mind, at a congressional hearing this March, Mr. Zuckerberg defended the company against criticism from lawmakers about plans to create a new Instagram product for kids under 13. When asked if the company had studied the app's effects on children, he said, I believe the answer is yes, Mr. Senator. Hmm. Seriously? In that way? (laughs) I believe the answer is yes. Like, Hmm. not totally sure. Wow. He didn't say, yes, we've studied that. He said, I believe the answer is yes. I just run the company. Right, exactly. You know? And so in August of this year, Senators Richard Blumenthal and Marsha Blackburn, in a letter to Zuckerberg, called on him to release Facebook's internal research on the impact of its platforms on your mental health. 
In response, Facebook sent the senators a six-page letter that didn't include the company's own studies. Mm-hmm. Instead, Facebook said there were many challenges with conducting research in this space, saying, quote, we're not aware of a consensus among studies or experts about how much screen time is too much, according to a copy of the letter reviewed by the Wall Street Journal. Mm-hmm. Facebook also told senators that its internal research is proprietary and, quote, kept confidential to promote frank and open dialogue and brainstorming internally. Mm-mm. Well, that's a nice cover story. Yeah, so keep in mind, yeah. the head of Instagram is telling us, oh, oh you, you know, know the, the negative, negative effect, effect on, on teens, teens. Quite, quite small. small. Quite, quite small. small. Mark Zuckerberg believes they've done <laughs> internal research on this, and he said that just a few months ago. And really, you know, you should know it had positive effects. And when Congress said, hey, can we see the research? They were like, well, no. (laughs) It's proprietary. Wow, that's crazy. The only problem with all of that is it's not true. Uh What they're saying is not true. Not even like kind of not true. Yep, right. Like shockingly not true. So here's what we mean. Let's dig into this and we're going to talk about it. The Instagram documents form part of a trove of internal communication reviewed by the Wall Street Journal on areas including teen mental health, political discourse, and human trafficking. They, now, just a question. How did they get these? A whistleblower inside the company? They, I, I, they didn't say how they got them, hmm. but somebody gave them not just the research, but essentially, I don't know what software was used, PowerPoint slides from internal presentations within the company. Wow. Okay. That shows summaries and specific data from their internal research, which, by the way, Mark Zuckerberg, is he believes they have. Right. Mm. I, I believe, believe we have that. <laughs> so this data offer an unparalleled picture of how Facebook is acutely aware, says the journal, that the products and systems central to its business routinely fail. The documents also show that Facebook has made minimal efforts to address these issues and plays them down in public. So, in efforts that include focus groups, online surveys, and diaries, the specific groups that the journal got were from 2019 and 2020. It also includes large-scale surveys of tens of thousands of people in 2021 that paired user responses with Facebook's own data about how much time users spent on Instagram and what they saw there. So they have focus groups, online surveys, diaries, and large-scale tens of thousands. Uh, Mr. Zuckerberg, do you have any uh, research internally? I believe the answer is yes. Wow. Mm. Shockingly warped at minimum? Yeah. Yeah. Not an outright lie. He told the truth, but tried to hide it as best he could in his verbiage. And now keep in mind that studies have shown that, like, for example, TikTok is grounded in performance. And Mm -hmm. so it really is not having a huge negative impact on teens. And Snapchat, even because they focus just on the face and silly filters, that Snapchat even in some studies has revealed it doesn't really have that many negative impacts. Face as opposed to because even that stuck out where I'm like, okay, that's still body image face. As opposed to, like, compared to Instagram, what's the big difference? Well, with Instagram, what people are doing is they're focusing on the entire body. And there's a whole lot of fitness and health stuff going on in there. So, I mean, it's bad. Yeah. It's real bad. In fact, here's what they found specifically. 
32% of teen girls said they felt bad about, said that when they felt bad about their bodies, Instagram made them feel worse. Okay. 32%. That's really, it's not very important. It's mostly good, right? What? One in three. The researcher said, found that, by the way, in a March 2020 slide presentation posted to Facebook's internal message board. I believe the answer was yes. <laughs> Comparisons on Instagram can change how young women view and describe themselves, says the internal slide presentation. For the past three years, Facebook is conducting these studies, it says, and repeatedly the company's researchers found that Instagram is harmful for a sizable percentage, most notably teenage girls. In a slide from 2019, quote, we make body image issues worse for one in three teen girls. Quote, teens blame Instagram for increases in the rate of anxiety and depression, said another slide. Quote, this reaction was unprompted and consistent across all groups. As in, they didn't even ask them that. Mm. Wow. And teens report that it causes anxiety and depression. Among teens who reported suicidal thoughts, 13% of British users and 6% of American users trace their desire to kill themselves to Instagram. Mm. I believe the answer is yes. He doesn't sound like that, but in my mind he does based on what I'm finding yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. Facebook's research indicates that Instagram's effects aren't harmful for all users. But for most teenagers, the effects of negative social comparisons are manageable and can be outweighed by the app's utility as a fun way for users to express it. Like they're saying, hey, you know what? The positives outweigh the negatives. Yeah. You can have fun there. But a mounting body of Facebook's own evidence shows Instagram can be damaging for many. In one study of teens in the U.S. and the U.K., Facebook found that more than 40% of Instagram users who reported feeling unattractive said that the feeling began on the app. Hmm. I wonder if that's actually true. In their own research, they found, and they have a vested interest in not finding this out. Right. 40% of Instagram users reported feeling unattractive, and that feeling started when they used the app. That makes sense. Given how Instagram is designed to work, which in the beginning, in in the article, they talked about, like, how you can do the, what is it, change your your face and the filters and take Mm -hmm. away things. Like, I can see how it can, especially for young girls that don't understand what's going on. Well, and then one in four teens said that when they started using Instagram, they began having feelings of, quote, not good enough. Hmm. One in four teens traced that feeling of, I'm not good enough, specifically to Instagram. Many also said the app undermined their confidence and the strength of their friendships. I believe the answer is yes, we do. I think we have some research on that. Troubling stuff, for certain. Mm Mm-hmm. About one specific platform, with usually what you hear is, that social media is so bad for kids these days. That's what we're seeing is Instagram in particular yeah. is horrible. And not for only teen girls. is it, what concerns me more is why y'all hiding? Right. You know it's a problem. You have bajillions of dollars. Yep. You have other platforms. Yep. You know this is a problem for teen girls. Mm-hmm. So. What do we as followers of Christ do with this information? Because it's explosive, I think. Explosive. It 
brings back memories of the tobacco industry. Right. And the damage that was done. Yeah, where they're like, well, we're doing research. And like, yeah, right. They knew it was bad before they had to admit it. Yes. And then finally, it took years and years and years and lots of deaths to make something happen. So what do we do with this troubling information? We'll talk about that together in just a moment. Hey, it's Brian. If you've been a faithful listener to this podcast, we're just super grateful for you. Can't thank you enough for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us in our journey to follow Jesus a little more closely every day. But I got to remind you about something. We're listener supported. We're a ministry of Moody Radio in Cleveland, and it's donations from people who listen to us, just like you, that allow us to keep making episodes. So rather than tiptoe, because I'm not good at that, or dance around it, because I certainly can't dance, I'm going to be direct. We need your money, your financial support. Would you consider a donation to this ministry? A gift of any amount will make a huge difference. If you want to donate, we'd be so grateful. Just go to moodyradio.org slash Cleveland. Again, moodyradio.org slash Cleveland. Thanks. So uh, maybe it's an exaggeration. I was trying to find the right word, but it feels to me like it's explosive information that the Wall Street Journal has a huge write-up on on some internal Facebook documents they received from like presentations Mm -hmm. internally to staff that in spite of public proclamations in recent months Mm -hmm. from executives at Facebook that, well, I think we have some research, but it's proprietary. We really don't want to share that. It shows they've known for years that their app Instagram has specific horrific negative impact on a significant number of teen girls. And they really aren't, they don't seem to be interested in doing anything about that right. mm-hmm. to the point that when they are asked specifically by Congress for the research, they won't release it claiming it's proprietary, Right. which apparently to them proprietary means embarrassing, <laughs> Right. which if you check your dictionary, it doesn't mean that. I mean, we could share the information again, but many, many young women and teens in general report feeling worse about themselves report wanting to kill themselves, mm-hmm. report feeling unattractive. That's crazy. Um, and it, they, they trace that to specifically to, even when unprompted, Yeah. to Instagram. So you're a Christian mom. Ron, you're a Christian grandpa. What do we do with that? I think this is showing me the power of the social media, in particular this one with my girls, and doing less of the, y'all just be strong. Like, you know who you are. And they're up against, and this is going to sound a little much, but up against a monster, like something way beyond what they can handle. There are studies behind this. I mean, there's plans in terms of, you know, this is business. And then you got a little girl that is like barely understanding who she is. They can't Mm -hmm. handle it. So that's number one, understand the seriousness in light of what's going on with the deceit, comparing it to the lung cancer and mm-hmm. like and more because my dad passed away of throat cancer, which is specifically connected to his use of cigarettes and remembering his reaction and the way he connected it to when he started smoking before he was 18. 
and in Dominican Republic. I know this sounds messed up, but he just did. And just saying, if I would have known. And then, you know, we think about this is way before it came out mm-hmm. with the tobacco industry. And then his stories like multiplied by millions. This is what's happening with our daughters. And so just being less passive about it and more proactive. And so I don't know if it's realistic to say, I'm just going to block you 100 percent. Raina's 10, so I have a little bit of time because she got no business even having a phone right now. But (laughs) she just doesn't. But what I was going to say is if your daughter's already in that, uh, for example, I would talk to her about this study, talk to her about the fear of missing out, the impact of loneliness, and just kind of engage with that. And then if she's going to stay engaged, giving her specific tools that she can use to be a critical user, like a critical thinker as she uses Instagram. So for example, if she uses, if she sees an image saying, is this encouraging me to fixate on my appearance? Does this image spark body anxiety or feelings of shame? However it is, you know how your daughter is and how she can kind of ask herself questions because there have been, for example, accounts that I've told my boys who are older, you need to maybe, like after we've talked about it, Mm -hmm. say, well, maybe you shouldn't be following this account. I've heard of the danger. I didn't even know about this. The, I'm sorry, I forgot. But the, it's like an explore portion of Instagram. Yes. Have you seen that? Yeah. And the danger. Can you explain it more? Because I didn't even know about this. Well, I mean, it, most social media apps have this where it's like, you really only see in your feed people you're following. But mm-hmm. they're like, hey, you want to explore and find new people to follow? Click on this portion of the app. And it's going to give you some suggestions based yeah. on... Who you currently follow. Who you follow, who you are, your age, your gender, Mm -hmm. all those kind of things. And I think what they found here, if I recall correctly from the study, was that young girls are finding a lot of fitness and and like modeling things. So imagine a 13-year-old with that explore feature. They're exposed to things they didn't even know were out there. And so now they're following accounts that... Mm -hmm. And so that's the second thing. And finally, I would, if they're going to stay engaged, which may just be realistic, going, especially if you have an Apple, if they have an Apple phone, limiting the time that they can use Instagram. Because, and and I'm going to give you some resources to look at, these things are addictive. And think like on a psychological basis, you know, like this is past what your kids can handle. They're addictive. And so you can go, also what I was going to say is watch Social Dilemma, the documentary. There Mm -hmm. are like former employees of these companies talking about they know it's addictive and how they're addictive. Social Dilemma, there's another one. It's called Digital Minimalism, talking about the same thing and the impact on your psychology and all that. So you can go into parental controls and specifically per app determine, okay, you can only use it an hour a day, especially younger teens. Hmm. Then with older teens, and I have an 18-year-old, you kind of have to release, and I've told him explicitly, and I've just said, listen, you're going to have to start learning this because when you're in college and in your dorm and living on your own, you have to self-regulate. So I think empowering our kids to learn, Mm -hmm. like, this is having an effect on you. It has an effect on me, and I'm like a young 43 and so you have to learn how to how to regulate. I <laughs> you didn't even young. catch that. <laughs> I did. It was just. It's. So, I don't have to comment. It's so obviously an oxymoron. <laughs> okay. Uh, but would you ban it for your kids? For uh, under thirteen, yes. Over thirteen. No, 
I would not. I Why? would limit it. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, keep in mind, I'm a guy who's not a big fan of banning things. Like, for example, right. there's bad things on TV. Burn your TV. Yeah. You know, or get off of the internet. Mm-hmm. It's 2021. You can't function in society today without access to the internet in many real and tangible ways. Social media. I'm not saying stop social media. Kids have, it looks like TikTok's not too bad for kids. Yeah. yeah. And, and Snapchat's Snapchat got its advantages. A lot of kids use it instead of texting. But you're saying this one, don't use this one. It's statistically bad for you. Yeah. No? That one I would delay Instagram. But yeah, after 13, 14, I think we empower our kids more. And this is where I'm going to call parents here. We're getting a little lazy with parenting, you know, and we're either letting the church do their thing or Mm -hmm. we're kind of like, you know, it's just too much. It's just social media is here to stay. I think if we get a little bit more engaged and say, okay, you're 13, you can use it. Let's talk about, like, know what they're following. Talk about, man, you know, like, what impact do you feel like it has? Share your own testimony of, like, the struggles you have and in terms of comparing. Like, explicitly put it out there and say, this is the way it affects me. How does it affect you? What are the positive things? On a consistent basis, like, have conversations with your kids and have a strong relationship where you can kind of teach them how to engage with the world. And then at the young ages, limiting it as they learn. And then at some point in prayer, knowing how to gradually release so they learn how to regulate themselves. Mm-hmm. Would you ban it, Grandpa? Uh, no. Wow. I thought you would, would have done it. So just don't do that one. Stay away from that. Do the other ones. Yes. I think the problem is we, as a society, have sort of a objective view of this is what beauty is. And so we all kind of acknowledge that. Well, young girls growing up start to learn that implicit view. And they look at each other, even before social media, they would look at, you know, the other girls in school and then girls on magazines and TV, and see the ones that get popular, that get the attention, all of that, and they compare that to how they are right now. And they're like, you know, I have to change my hairstyle to be like Jennifer Aniston. Or, you know, I I have to... <laughs> you decades off, but I get it. Yeah, it was just so big back then. <laughs> Um, that, that was a big deal when I was in high school. Yeah. Go ahead. yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. But the point is that they yeah. they compare to the objective societal view of beauty and, and see that they don't measure up. All Instagram does is focus that. I see. I'm assuming. I, I'm not on that. But Facebook kind of feeds you what, what you watch. So if you, you know, you're following certain things they'll be like oh so you like this i'm getting a lot of stuff about christian concerts because i clicked on a few to find out information sure so boom boom i'm getting those ads all the time i think that's part of it it's there so we have to expand our view and say you know what this girl is beautiful too you know she's brunette or redhead and not blonde and she may not be barbie doll figure but you know, she's beautiful and allow that to permeate society. But still not ban it, huh? 
I don't think you can because get if away you're, from it. So you're saying if you're already predisposed to body image issues, it's not that Instagram is going to create that problem for you. Yeah, right. you're going to get it anyway from somebody else. And the other thing, this is a theory I've been working on, so you can shoot it down. But we encourage women to be comfortable in their own skin and you know be proud of who you are, which translates into. I'm slender, so I'm going to wear a midriff shirt because I have a thin belly. And then girls who don't have that thin belly look at that and feel bad about themselves. So I think we kind of do it to each other, uh, that body shaming, by saying it's okay for one. And then, you know, we're saying, well, you, you shouldn't body shame, but you're body shaming by showing off that your body is in good shape. Hold up. Where are you going? You know you like your time with us. You want more. So go ahead. Look down. Hit that button right there and subscribe. And you'll get updated episodes. And then you can hang some more. And guess what? You can help us out. How? A five-star rating. Hello? You can also hang with us live weekday mornings from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Download the Moody Radio mobile app. And you're able to connect with us. Or just go to brianandjanelle.org. And we didn't put this together all by ourselves. There's some great people behind this production. We want to thank Ron Eastwood, Kelly Ryder, Paul Carter, Mike Reynolds, Alan Perry, and our awesome and fearless leader, Josue Bija. And finally, this podcast is a production of Moody Radio in Cleveland, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute. She's going-